Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are uh, in January uh, of 2022. Uh, we, you and I have had, uh, actually we're just coming back from our, uh, our break, Christmas break to tape right. uh, that week. So we've actually had a little time off. So it's been kind of enjoyable for us. And It has been uh, fun. I'm ready to get back though too. Back <laughs> it. um, it's been an interesting uh, Christmas holiday for us. Um, we had our whole family together. Uh, it was really great. Had lots of wonderful games and uh, just uh, hanging out and being together and uh, enjoying each other and uh, celebrating the, the birth of Christ. So that was really beautiful. And um, I actually uh, encountered COVID. Uh, mm, so I got a, I got a co- I got a case of it, um, a mild one. I was uh, fortunate. Um, did test positive for it, but uh, we prayed. Uh, for resolution and for uh, healing. Um, had a day or two that I wasn't feeling great, had just a little bit of sore throat, no, never any fever, any congestion. Um, and within a day or two, basically went away. And, um, uh, you know, I've, I've quarantined, uh, et cetera, with the, you know, away from everybody, but um, really recovered pretty quickly. Uh, nice. So uh, it's been a real blessing. Uh, I have immunity, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, with it, so I think that's part of why God uh, gave it to me. But I, I haven't had any, I didn't have any severe, uh, big uh, issues with it. So I'm just praising God for His supernatural healing work, and um, I'm feeling uh, pretty, pretty good and uh, not having ongoing problems. So that's a, I know some people do, but but I, I've been blessed with not to. So right, well, and we have had um, just over the last few weeks, even several opportunities. I feel like within our own ministry to really just ask God what He has to say when um, friends have gotten sick, and and God has really been faithful to speak promises and verses and and tell us how to pray and then walk everybody right into what He promised. And that's yeah. been a neat, a neat part of the season, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it really has been, and uh, I know that. Um, I think we shared that you were uh, applying for your town Christmas decorations, and, and what, what yes, happened there? We did indeed win the category called Classic Christmas. Uh-huh. So all of Dan's hard work paid off. So it, that was fun. That was fun. They you know they post the route for people in town to go see all the different houses that won, and then they put it up on their little website. And so very fun. Now that being said. As I was yesterday, it was, you know, 20 degrees and freezing cold outside. And I am the one outside taking the all of the decorations down in the cold, trying to beat the snowstorm that's coming so they don't get iced in for the mm-hmm. season. And every little thing I'm doing, I'm like, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Oh, yeah, it brings people joy. <laughs> I need to remember that. It literally took me two hours to get one tree that Dan had wrapped undone oh, because man. of the tightness with which he does it. And he goes all the way up these limb, up these branches. And so I had to get on a ladder and have to weave it through and see what in the world he wove together to cover it. And uh, yeah, two hours later, I was questioning why we do this once again. But it's kind of like childbirth. By next year, we'll forget and we'll put it all back up and I'll question it again when we take it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had um, Joshua, uh, my grandson helped me put ours up and where our trees in the front are probably, now they're getting to be 20, 20 feet high or so. Uh, right. So he, he, put up the, he put up the lights on ladders and, and hooks yep. and all that. Uh, <laughs> so um, uh, probably I'll just leave them on the tree. <laughs> Just turn them off and leave them on. And, there you uh, go. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to go and take them down. So uh, until he comes yeah, back, you'll have to bring him back in town to, to back. take him down. <laughs> well, um, you guys, let me ask real quick. You guys were totally clear in that area. I know Louisville Superior 
Colorado had um, the wildfires that rushed through. That is north of you guys, correct? Yeah, it really, it is north. It's up near Boulder. Okay. Boulder's about um, yeah, about 45 minutes north of Denver. We, okay. we are about uh, 30, 40 minutes south of Denver. Okay. Uh, so we, we didn't have any issues uh, with the fires. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was awful. Uh, it was uh, one of those uh, interesting uh, couple, couple things looks like Possibly, um, it wasn't started by down fire lines, but or, or power lines, but rather, um, it looks like somebody might have been burning something. Uh, didn't didn't wow. uh, didn't take without care, a permit. Didn't take care of it. Um, wow. And uh, there's a a certain weather condition here in Colorado that um, has this extreme. Um, pressures uh, high high above the mountains and low low in the plain which causes extreme winds and the the wind flies over the mountain and this came out of nowhere right yeah, the wind flies over the mountain and so we generally can get strong winds usually uh, if uh, in the winter we'll get yeah, 40 50 60 miles an hour winds which is typical uh, in this trickler condition it became so extreme that the winds were like hundred miles an hour Wow. Um, and so when the fire was going, which they didn't evidently put out, and they're doing an investigation right now, um, this 100-mile-an-hour wind came uh, out of nowhere and just took the fire into a neighborhood. Right. Uh, yeah, I have good friends who used to live in that neighborhood. They're yeah. down in Waco now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they've, uh, it, it destroyed almost like 900 homes mm. uh, in structure. So it's really devastating. Uh, you know, to what happened, and now they're displaced, and uh, they're going to have to, you know, try to find someplace else to live. And they lost everything, and it's really sad. Right. I mean, it's really an amazing uh, uh, thing that happens again. And we we talk about you know a world of chaos uh, caused by again uh, the the wickedness of the world and the and the issues of the world uh, that everybody is going to be subject to and it can cause chaos so these you know the, these families obviously will have extreme chaos uh right now right. With just everything falling apart uh right uh, and having to have god uh, if they have a heart to follow god he can restore it all uh which is what right. we talked about but uh, uh it's another indicator and we'll talk more about it this week uh, when we get into the end times again of just a whole series of things that have happened even in the last mm -hmm. two or three weeks yeah, uh, that just there's been a lot that's going in, on. Increase yeah. increase the chaos mm -hmm. uh, of it, and uh, as we're talking about, um, because of uncertainty and the issues of of life that are uh, we're not sure. Like for example, um, because of the uh, spread of COVID, uh, again, um, first of all, vaccines aren't preventing people from getting it, so. Right. Uh, it's almost as it's all starting all over again. Uh, this this case Omicron isn't isn't super severe uh, at, yeah, the moment, at the most moment. Most people I know that have gotten it has been extremely mild. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been mild. It's kind of like a flu, which is what coronavirus uh, is um, fundamentally. And then, um, but because of the issues with it, um, and in a sense, it's it's I don't know if we remember or not, but. See, two or three, four years ago, uh, or you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago, every year there's a flu season. Uh, well, what what it, what is it? It's very contagious, and it goes throughout the country, throughout the world. Uh, and so right. this is going high contagion because it's airborne. Uh, so you could be walking by somebody, mask don't necessarily help uh, in this. So you can catch it. Uh, so you're going to get it, but because of the redefinition of it, there's kind of a fear of that. Right. And because of that, now there's businesses that are, you know, should we operate? Uh, what about people coming to work? Should we go remote again? Schools are going right. remote and again. Right, and schools questioning things. A lot of colleges. A lot um, of colleges. You know, Chicago, Chicago. Um, yeah. Uh, shut down their public schools. but uh, So again, everything is changing. Everything is, mm -hmm. well, what do we do now? And what's going to happen to my work? And um, how do I function and do I go to this restaurant and um, uh, we had uh, actually had a, uh, uh, a person that I've been discipling uh, 
who he and his wife were going to go on a cruise. Uh, this, is, this is, in a sense, a cool story. Uh, after Christmas, they were going to go on a cruise, and uh, we were just in our regular uh, weekly meeting with our group uh, of guys. Um, he brought it up and said, you know, I wonder what God's will is about this cruise because uh, of the uh, COVID. Uh, and so I said, uh, well, uh, and we were talking about hearing from the Holy Spirit and why don't you ask him? Uh, he knows the answer. So uh, he does. Um, and we prayed right there, said, okay, Father, uh, he's got a question. Uh, what do you got to say about him going on this cruise? He's, by the way, uh, elderly. He and his wife both. Uh, so um, we're, we're just talking. We're in the Word. And he says, hey, I'd like to stop just a second, but I just got, I believe I just heard from God to say, no, I'm not supposed to go. Um, and I said, okay. Uh, first of all, I said, trust, you know, what you're hearing. Um, and he's got a way to confirm this for you. So what you don't do is say, well, I wonder if that was God. Maybe, yeah, maybe no. I'm not sure. Should I go? Should I not? Um, that's James 1, 5 to 8. You know, if you, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you. Right. Uh, but he'll give it to you with clarity. But you got to believe that he's going to give it to you. If you don't believe he's going to give it to you, then he can't give it to you because you're double-minded. Yeah. I said, don't be double-minded. Uh, trust what you heard. And now you go down that path. Now, I said, you don't know the answer finally. But mm -hmm. now go down that path as if it's snow. And I said, go to your wife uh, and ask her to go pray about it and see what she has to say and then see how God would confirm it. So uh, he says, okay. He said, but what if, and he just asked us hypothetically. It wasn't about his particular uh, wife. He said, what if I say to my wife, I'd like us to go pray because this is what I've heard. And she says, I don't care what you've heard. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> uh, I said, well, then I said, that's a different issue. Uh, I said, because uh, remember to receive God's will, you have to go to neutrality. Hmm. Uh, and so would you ask her to go to neutrality? And if she can't, why not? And doesn't she want to hear God's, God's, God's voice? I said, knowing your wife, I think, I think, uh, I know, I know you asked that hypothetically, but I don't really think that's going to be an issue. You know, you just, just ask, right. she, she will. Okay. So he does. Uh, so he calls me up. He says, well, this is what happened. Uh, I went to my wife. I told her, I said, I heard God say, I don't think we're supposed to go. Would you go pray? She said, yeah. Uh, she went upstairs. Uh, she said she prayed for an hour, came back and says, I've heard that we're not supposed to go. Um, I really think we're not supposed to go. Um, and I confirmed that we're not supposed to go. I said, let's pray that God will confirm it for us. So 10 minutes later, uh, they both get a phone call from their oldest son. And his oldest, oldest son said, um, I've been designated uh, by the family to be the, spokes uh -huh. to be the spokesman, but we've prayed and we believe that you're not supposed to go on this trip. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, he said, hey, we're not, we're not going to go. And he said it was, it was a beautiful experience. Yeah. Uh, to just ask and receive and have him confirm without any pressure, right. knowing that he would, and he did, and we didn't, we didn't go, and we were, and we're healthy. We stayed healthy through the holiday, and uh, and then by the way, afterwards, um, I got two uh, articles that popped up on my phone that I sent to him in our group, um, and it said uh, uh, rampant uh, breakout of COVID on. Uh, these trips in Mexico. Oh wow! Uh, and so he was spared spared from that. I said because God kno awesome. God God knows best and, and none better. So that's awesome. Can I share a yeah. fun one too? Along the same vein, I think I shared um, before that we had planned on having a worship night at our house yeah. on December twenty third, mm -hmm. um, for before Christmas Eve and stuff. And we were excited about that. Had a sweet group of people planning to come over, and um, the morning of. I woke up and I'm like, I really, I felt uneasy about having it. And I told Dan, I was like, I don't know if this is, I need to pray about it. I don't know if this is, you know, a prompting from the Holy Spirit or me just not wanting to put in all the prep that's about to have to take place for the day, <laughs> you know? So um, he went and he was going to pray about it too and came back and he's like, you know, I really feel like God is saying, no, we're supposed to cancel this and that there's a level of, of protection 
that he is putting on us by canceling it. And I said, that's funny. I prayed about it and I feel like we're really supposed to cancel it. But what he spoke to me was it had to do more with rest. And so I'm like, okay, we need God to confirm this. And so uh, I actually sent it out to all of our kids and asked, you know, whoever had time to be praying and let us know any insight they have. And um, I get a text back from Emily, who we've had on here, Josh's wife, and her response, hey, as I was praying, got the overwhelming sense that you're supposed to cancel, not only to protect, but also to give rest. Mm. I had not told her either of those things, mm. by the way. Not only to protect, but also to give rest. Psalms 23, one to three in the Passion Translation is also springing into mind. I will send it below this message. And so she sent it on. But how cool is that, that we're, we're asking it. I'm like, okay, God, you need to give us clarity, but he didn't quite give us the same thing. It was a, it was a pause, you need to cancel. And he spoke protection to Dan, he spoke rest to me. And then we're asking for confirmation and the confirmation that comes back exactly was, this is for protection and rest and yes you shut it down and i'm um, sure enough as it turns out part of the people that were on the guest list i find out within days ended up down with covid so uh, our time was was protected yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got the added rest of me not having to spend the whole day prepping for it yeah. <laughs> and so we just got to enjoy really enjoy the day with the kids and that was great yeah yeah and that's funny how, the, how uh, these can be so specific i yeah. love that well that's how the uh you know, as we're talking about discerning God's will and following the Holy Spirit, living out His life, is um, He's He's communicating through these impressions, uh, through mm -hmm. these uh, you know kind of insight, and uh, we don't have to say, "Did I get it right?" We just have to say, "I heard." Um, and we trust that because we have the Holy Spirit in us and then we go further to get confirmation and to let him uh, guide us and lead us into his answer because he knows something we don't um, and that's why the covenant life is best to, best and none better I'm gonna bless you to make you a blessing uh, remember we do live in a world and, G and it doesn't exempt us from what Christ said you in the world you're gonna have trouble Right. Uh, you know, so I, I didn't get uh, exempted from having COVID, but um, having received it, uh, okay, what do you have to say about that? Um, I will I will heal you. Uh, it's not going to be severe. You rest. Um, uh, let me let me bring it back to you, and uh, you're not going to have difficulty with this. And you pray for healing. You and your wife pray for healing and, and anointing. Um, it's a beautiful promise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, it's being led by the Spirit, uh, just like it is with this gentleman or like you. Um, well, you heard something. Mm -hmm. So then you say, okay, let me take that further and process that further until I get clarity exactly what is he trying to speak to me and confirm mm -hmm. it. And that's his job, not mine. So right. that even if I'm slightly off, See, he'll correct me. He'll he'll clarify it. No, no, you're not quite getting right here. It's this way, but follow me. And that's why uh, I even tell this to brand new uh, people that are learning this, because they say, "Well, how do I know whether it's God or the enemy or me or you know? How do I know?" I said, "Well, you have the Holy Spirit and you have a heart to hear. Trust that you're hearing. Let Him be the one to guide you and correct you. And don't worry, He will." So that, again, the analogy I use is if, uh, you know, for my little uh, toddler grandsons when they were small, uh, I could tell them something, you know, here's my instruction. And they said, okay, uh, uh, they, first of all, they know it's me giving it to them, and so they, they receive it. And let's say they don't quite get it right. And they, you know, they just got fuzzy about it, or they, they kind of missed it. They don't come to me every 10 minutes and say, did I get it right? Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Right. Um, rather, they know I'm going to guide them to say, if something's mm -hmm. not right, I'm going to say, wait a second, you're going this way. I need you to go. Right. I need you to go do this. You I can give you, you that course direction. You, yeah. you interpret it this way, but I need to have you go this way. Oh, okay. All right. Because um, the burden is on me. See, mm -hmm. and that's what we need to trust. The, the beauty of God's uh, leading um, is the burden is on him and he loves that role right? because he says, I love you. I mm -hmm. have the best for you. I know more than you. 
mm-hmm. let me guide you and just go with what I tell you and trust what I mm-hmm. what I tell you uh, step by step by step. So it's a it is a beautiful thing. And as we we've talked about uh, you know overcoming worry, fear, and anxiety, um, it's again because um, the outcome that we see. Uh, is something that we're not thinking is going to be very positive or very good. So uh, I, I worry about it or I have a fear that it's going to turn into something negative or be negative or uh, anxiety could even be just living in that stress all the time of nothing seems to be working out. Um, and I don't, I don't think it'll ever work out. Yeah, and I think it's added to, Anna and I were having this discussion yesterday, when we feel the burden to solve it ourselves, yes, it amplifies it. So when, you know, when we aren't really embracing the fact that he can and will and delights to lead us in finding the answer, the solution to what we're facing, we carry that ourselves and that absolutely spins us into anxiety because yeah. we aren't designed to carry it. No, no, plus we, uh, because we don't know the full answer, we, t- mm-hmm. we tend, to complicate it and right? we we kind of make it worse in a sense or we or we uh, get involved in things that are going to actually make it more difficult like for example we've been talking uh last uh this last week uh last wednesday uh on the fifth that uh relationship issues are are difficult uh, we have people that are opposing us we've talked about that if it's on our our back, we we're, we're reminded. No, I'm the one that kind of caused a problem. Go get it resolved. Go say you're sorry. Say what can I do to make this right? Um, and the burden is on you. Um, most of the time, it's somebody else has hurt you, or opposing you, or hurting you, or controlling you, or manipulating you. Uh, and there's difficulty with that. Um, and there's hurt there. Uh, and so there's an anger. Uh, that pops up is that they crossed the line of justice uh, and what they did isn't right but I don't know what to do with that Um, so we talked about that where your role is to become an ambassador uh, and that is to um, go to forgiveness uh, on the same basis that we've been forgiven uh, so that uh, they don't have to have a requirement to do anything to fix anything or to be perfect but rather um, I'm freed up from that uh, burden, uh, and now, Father, what would you have me do? Right. Uh, and uh, it's again uh, the issues would be. I do want you to go and discuss your truth about that because remember, uh, reconciliation is two parties, and uh, Christ says, um, um, "I have forgiven everybody, but I haven't reconciled with everybody." Uh, they, that requires them to process the truth that I died for their sin and that they have to receive me as Lord and Savior and there's no other way around that. Uh, if they're not willing to receive that uh, truth, I can't alter that truth in order to be reconciled. So I'll live with them not being reconciled um, and they can literally, they'll, they'll separate uh, into eternity living in hell separated from me because I can't alter that truth because it takes two parties. So he said, um, sometimes I want you to go and uh, offer uh, to talk truth and process it through and say, do you understand what happened and, and uh, could we make this, could you help make this right uh, because of what happened? And if they have a heart to do that, uh, by the way, they would need to go to forgiveness of themselves and the situation and then say, yeah, I, I will make it right because I see what I did. I hurt you and I don't, I don't want to keep hurting you, so I'd like to make it right. Uh, we've been talking about what happens when people aren't willing to do that? Right. Uh, that, well, I don't care. Um, I'm going to hurt you. So what? Uh, I want what I want. If it hurt you, too bad. Um, uh, I want you to do what I want you to do, uh, even unhealthy in a health, unhealthy way. So we talked about in Second Timothy two. Uh, it said, "Well, don't get don't get uh, involved in uh, what is called ignorant disputes." Uh, fights, uh, debates, uh, uh, natural arguments. Rather, we just pray that they repent 
and that they right. be released from taking being taken captive by the enemy of the will yeah. to do his and will. And I loved, if anybody missed that episode on Wednesday, that section where you talked about um, praying for them to repent and not to be taken captive by the enemy anymore to do his will, That I thought that was such so on point and such a great invitation to us to join what God wants to do in order to bring about repentance right. and, and a way for us to truly partner with him and his will um, in a way that is gracious and merciful and, and extends love and forgiveness at the same time. That's right. That's right. Uh, and um, uh, it's, uh, you know, really significant uh, that uh, he says, you know, um, let me do the work. Um, uh, pray that they get released from mm -hmm. they've been taken captive to do the enemy's will, which is extreme self-centeredness. Right, uh, right. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I don't care, and the enemy's got him. And he said there's no good, there's no uh, benefit to argue, debate that. Uh, rather, they would get their w own will back and then repent and say, okay, now I'm willing to do that. Uh, well, let's go further with this uh, and go to... Uh, uh, Romans chapter 12 uh, and read uh, verses uh, 9 through 20. Romans 12, sure. 9 through 20. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. In spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Yeah. So um, uh, it, you know, kind of lays it out, you know, pretty clearly uh, that um, uh, it said, as far as it's concerning you, uh, you're to live how? Peaceably. Peaceably. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, with shalom, which means uh, that my heart um, is settled in shalom with God. Uh, that is that I've gone to forgiveness because uh, I have the character of Christ in me. So I've, I'm, I'm living in forgiveness and I'm not burdened, uh, which he then adds, as you live peaceably, uh, make every effort to see if they'd be willing to process the truth. Um, and now how would you do that? Well, we've talked about that with honor and respect. Uh, I can do that if I've gone to forgiveness because right. I, don't, I don't have an anger, I don't have an edgy anger to me. Now, by the way, I'm angry, pro properly so. So it's not like uh, I just release it. Yeah, no problem, no. Uh, this person has hurt me. Uh, there's an issue here. I need to. I need to resolve this. So, uh, but I, I, I'm at peace with God. Um, I'm. I'm in forgiveness, and I can go talk on, honorably, and say, "Would you like to process this with me?" Uh, and share. Let me share with you how I feel by what you've done. Now, again, if if the other party has any kind of a heart to process that, see what are they going to say? Sure. Right. Uh, by the way, that's that's always the way that we're supposed to act. So if if my spouse comes to me or somebody comes to me and says, yeah, you know, hey, Rich, I'd like to I'd like to share with you something that you, that, that you've done or I've said or didn't do uh, that hurt me. Would you be willing to talk about it? OK, because I have a heart to follow God. My answer is sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, boy, if I if I've done something that isn't right, I'm I'm good with hearing about it, and I'm going to set this straight. I want to set this straight because uh, I want to get my life back together with God, and I want to follow God completely. And if I've done something to offend you, to be bring an offense against you, I'd like to know about it. Um, 
and, uh, and sure, I'd like to process it. Uh, now, by the way, a lot of times, it's what I call inadvertent. Um, it's, I mean, I wasn't purposely trying to hurt somebody. Right. I wasn't trying to purposely hurt yeah, Linda. Yeah, I, I talk about intentional versus unintentional yeah. offense. Uh, but yeah. she'll say, you know, hey, uh, just to let you know, uh, when you didn't pay attention to me yesterday or you shrugged mm -hmm. me off or you told me you'd get back to me and you didn't, uh, that kind of hurt me. Uh, like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? I can see that. I can understand that. I'm so right. sorry. Uh, how can I make that right? You know, uh, what, what can I do? And even during this uh, holiday, um, you know, we just, uh, we're just moving into a new office or we're getting internet and I'm going to move my studio over there. Uh, and we'll have better internet. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and I've got a nice whole guest area set up. So it's really going to be uh, really fun. Uh, got a new boom mic and all that for that. Uh, but um, we were talking about, um, you know, what would, what would it be enjoyable for her and I uh, to function when we kind of go into this new office situation? Um, and she said, well, since you're going to be doing podcasts there and doing some work there, uh, you know, your routine, by the way, it's on a bike path, uh, which I'm, I'm a bike, I'm a road, bike, road race biker. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. So, um, uh, of course, in the winter, sometimes I can't go, but a lot of times the weather is okay. So I've already moved my bike over there. So. Uh, we said, well, my plan would be um, I'm going to go early in the morning, you know, do my time in the Word there. Um, I'm going to uh, do my work there, do my podcast there. Uh, I'm going to try to finish up by uh, noon or one, and then um, I can either come pick you up or you can meet me, and we can have, you know, afternoons, more afternoons to just enjoy, do things together uh, and uh, be together. Uh, and she said, that would be great. She said, um, would you also, uh, as we go now into dinner, why don't we, why don't we do where uh, you're uh, you know, not doing things on your uh, phone or computer um, and we just spend more, more evenings together with everything being shut down uh, because you've inadvertently kind of allowed that to encroach Let upon it our to leak rela in. relationship yeah. again and hey would you would you be willing to do that because it kind of it kind of uh, offends me okay sure um got it understand it yeah let me let me let me work at that um and i hold i'll let you hold me accountable to that and you know, let's process that so uh, she was able to share with me in a, in a respectful way we could process that through to a conclusion that was satisfactory to both um and because I have a heart too, and she has a heart too, and God said that's the ideal, uh, is that you're, the people around you are always willing to sit down and process together until you both see my answer, uh, right. which would be best and better for both of you. Uh, so yeah, that'd be great. He said, but in some cases, uh, people don't care. Uh, they're not gonna respond to you. He said, so you've, you've made that attempt and they basically rejected you, and they reject you by either <laughs> absolutely just saying, no, I'm not gonna, or they uh, say, okay, fine, but then they get defensive, and they, what we call spin, they spin the story, and it's back on you. Right. Um, and I'm not gonna admit to anything, and you better, you better, you better, and I'm gonna keep doing this, and tough. Uh, and God said, okay, in that situation, um, he says, uh, get out of the way and leave room for God's wrath. Right. Um, because what? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It, in other words, it's not yours. Right. So at that point, uh, you need to now release this. Uh, and don't take any more action. Don't, don't plot out <laughs> how you're uh -huh. going to get back at somebody or how you're going to hurt somebody, including... Um, you know, I'm going to purposely do certain things to make them feel awful. Um, it's rather or the silent treatment, the silent, or, the silent treatment, yeah. and I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to my vengeance is mine. He said, "No." Uh, he said, "Get out of the way," mm -hmm. uh, because uh, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and uh, my wrath is sure. Okay, now this is interesting. Uh, why would that be? Well, it's because of the covenant. Uh, the covenant, this is in uh, Genesis 12, 1 to 3, uh, and it carries all the way through scripture. 
uh, even New Testament, uh, it says, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Right. I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. Uh, and it's absolute. And, and that's why he says, if they're rejecting you, which we'll see here in this next verse when we get into Luke, uh, they're rejecting me. Right. Uh, and because they've rejected me, they've crossed the line of justice. And I will set it straight because they're going to experience my wrath, which, by the way, I need you to get out of the way of. Yeah, and what he right. means by that is don't, don't think, wouldn't it be better if I rescued them to prevent them from, from having any trouble? And isn't that a holy thing? And God said, interesting enough, it's the opposite. Right. In uh, fact, we're keeping them from coming to repentance right. when we keep rescue them. And, and a lot of times what he wants to do in their heart requires them to come to repentance. That's right. All right. And we have the story of the prodigal son. Uh, where you know he took off uh, mm -hmm. and took all the inheritance with him uh, and squandered it all. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 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 beautiful thing about the story is the father first of all gave it to him. Okay, um, if you want to go that way, go ahead. Uh, he didn't chase him down. Right. Um, he didn't try to prevent him from making a big mistake. He made such a big mistake that he wound up living with pigs. Because he lost everything, and he wakes up in the pigsty, uh, and says, "Wait a wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to go home, and I could at least be a slave to my father's house, where it's at least food and shelter, um, and I'm not living with pigs anymore. Um, I'm going to go do that." And so he repented. Uh, and decided, well, why would I want to live this way? Because he went to the pig, he did go to the pigsty. By the way, what? The father let him. When, the, when he returned, what did the father do? He welcomed him. Welcome back. I'm going to give you everything back, restore you now to the fullness mm -hmm. uh, because you've repented. Now I'm going to give you back the, the side of the covenant. I'm going to now bless you to make you a blessing because you've repented. And you've stopped the curse. How? By repenting, which is what right. we, we've Such talked about. Such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, so because of the because of it, he says, now it's absolute because they've offended you and they're not willing to process with you. Uh, they're going to be cursed, and I will take out my vengeance. You can trust me on it. Uh, a lot of times we <laughs> we would like to say, okay, I'd like to see that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And by the way, I'd, li I'd like to see it right now. Um, and God says, uh, just, you know, my timing, don't worry, it's going to happen. Uh, you just go on with your life, you know, and move on and, and uh, stay in peace. Uh, and then he actually says, uh, back in verse 16, he says, uh, I want you to bless them. Okay, now this is interesting. Uh, he just said, wait a minute, uh, you just told me to let him be, let him be cursed. Um, how can I bless them? All right, think about what reverses the curse. Well, repentance. Repentance. So yeah. how could you how can you bless them? We By which, praying for which, their which repentance. we said in Second Timothy two, pray that they repent. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, instead of you focusing on vengeance, mm -hmm. he says, release that. I'll take care of it. It's going to happen. Get out of the way. Don't step in and rescue them. And you pray for their repentance, which will immediately reverse the curse that they're going to experience, which is, by the way, what happened to you. That's how we reverse our curse, uh, by being separated from God or, or recovery back right. with God through repentance. Uh, so that, he said, if you can pray that, you now have my heart toward this relationship. Uh, that well, and we see that even in, in other places in the Bible where um, you know, well, actually, even when you look at the Lord's Prayer, you know, and, and forgive those, you know, he, he prays for forgiveness of people who aren't even asking for forgiveness. And on the cross, Jesus, you know, prayed for forgiveness again because they don't know what they're doing. The people don't know what they're doing. He was, he was already, his heart is to extend that forgiveness and for them to repent. 
And so we look most like him when we are also doing the same. Right, right. So that um, he said, let me resolve it for you uh, by, uh, you've gone as far as you can, you've gone to forgiveness. Uh, I may have had you, if you have somebody close to you, I may have you set up a boundary Mm -hmm. Uh, so that they can't keep hurting you any further and you got to have some wisdom about that Um, or uh, you can now uh, know that this is resolved because there's nothing more for you to do Uh, you made the attempt Uh, they're not willing to you don't need to have a relationship with this person anymore Uh, they're going to be cursed and you pray for their uh, repentance and by the way if they ever come back and say I'm so sorry what I did. I'd like to talk about it now. Your answer would be what? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had that happen a lot of times where uh, I made the attempt uh, to process uh, with somebody. Uh, they said no. Uh, I've even had people <laughs> hang up the phone on me and say, "I'm not going to talk to you ever again because I, I what you what I think you did to me hurt me." I said, "Well, let, let's talk about it." No, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, then there's nothing more for me to do. Uh, they literally come back, you know, weeks or months later and say, you know what, I've been thinking about this and God's put in my heart that, that what I did wasn't right by not processing with you. Would you be willing to do that? My answer right. is sure. Why? Well, mm-hmm. because I'm free. See, I'm free from the burden of it. I've done what I had to do. God said, let it go. Uh, it's, it was resolved for me and I didn't spend any more energy on it at all. And then when it was revisited because there was a repentance and they've reversed the curse, hallelujah, yeah, sure, let's process it. And I, I wanna, I'm, I'm praying that God blesses you now that you've, you've done what's, what's required. Uh, now let, let's look uh, uh, further uh, into this, this uh, how, what does it mean to let it go? So go to Luke 10, uh, verses one to 13, Luke 10, one to 13. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, Go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to your feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Terezin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Yeah. Um, So uh, he he reminds us that... uh, you know, by the way, those that reject you, uh, woe to them. Uh, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It wasn't good for Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> that didn't uh, go so well. <laughs> whoa, you know, it's not good. Uh, so he says, uh, your role is to offer your peace, which means, mm-hmm. that, by the way, you have to be in shalom. You have to be walking right. in shalom in the kingdom of God, at peace with God. Um, I've forgiven them. Um, I don't have a lot of energy against them. Um, they have offended me. Uh, he says, offer your peace to discuss with them uh, resolving the offense. If they do, he said, stay with them and, and work it through and it'll be restored and reconciled and you'll be a full ambassador um, and it'll all be resolved. If they reject you, uh, no, I'm not willing to do that. But what are you supposed to do? Dust your feet off. Move on. <laughs> it, says, it says, take your peace back mm-hmm. uh, so that uh, you are not uh, involved uh, with any relationship now with them by saying, I'm going to try to keep doing this with you. No, take it back. 
stay in your peace, but now you're taking up your peace and you're dusting your feet off, which means what? Uh, anything that they've uh, done on me, I'm literally dusting it off and saying, I'm not going to let it affect me at all. I'm not going to let any of their stuff stay on me. I'm, I'm going to move on and move, and, and move forward. Uh, and you and literally, uh, as Paul says in Philippians 3, forget the things that lay behind and press on to the high calling of Christ Jesus, you now have released it. Um, you know what? I'm done. There's nothing right. more for me to do. I'm at peace. I'm not going to let this bother me anymore. I'm not going to have a close relationship with this person anymore. And again, we've talked about if, if there's relatives or family and issues that have to be still dealt with, uh, God will give you boundaries. Um, so that you don't have to keep putting up with it, and he'll give you great wisdom on that. Uh, and that's the next step of, okay, now what do I do here, given that I can't just have no relationship with him, but I, want, I don't want to have a negative, uh, offensive relationship with him. Um, so how do I do that? Uh, uh, I've had a couple situations this, this Christmas where people had some sticky wickets with their families. Um, and, yeah, I'm uh, sure a lot of that came uh, up. And adults, adult kids, you know, were mad and I'm not coming home and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I said, okay, um, ask them to, you know, first of all, do you go to forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Now ask them if they'd be willing to talk things through. Uh, and um, in a couple cases, one of them uh, had said, not really. Um, I said, okay. Um, why don't you just have a positive relationship? Don't talk about anything. Uh, just tell them, hey, let's just get together. Let's just have a good time. We'll pick this up later if and when you're ever willing to talk about it. Okay. Uh, in another case, I said, yeah, I would like to talk to you a little bit about it. Uh, and they did. And they worked a little bit through uh, so that uh, they were offering their peace. But they let the other party kind of determine the level at which they were going to go and said, I can, I can live with that. I don't need to push it any further because God wants, wants the relationship to just be at least healthy for me. So can you be healthy and not let it bother you and don't push it because you want it resolved, resolved the way you that's want good. it. That's good, right. Uh, but rather it's resolved to say, well, that's as far as I can go and now I, it's resolved for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, as we look at relationships, see, God says, I can resolve them all. So if you think about it, uh, it's um, if you've offended somebody, I'm going to resolve it by you going and saying you're sorry and getting it resolved. If somebody's offended you, you got to go to forgiveness. Go see if they're willing to process the truth. Ideally, they are, and you get it resolved, and you're reconciled. If they're not dust your feet off and let it go. And, and as far as you're concerned, you're done. There's nothing more to do. Uh, you're not gonna spend a lot of time around it. And if it's a relative or somebody you need to be around, then let God give you the boundary, the instruction, the wisdom. This is how I want you to deal with this particular person that doesn't have a heart to process the truth, but you can't reject their relationship because of the, of the uh, the way that they're structured with you uh, could be an employee, uh, or it could be you know somebody at work. It could be a, a family member, uh, maybe even a small group member. Uh, but I don't want you to be in, heavily involved in this, in terms of trying to fix this yourself. You're just going to make it worse. You've got to release this and let me resolve it for you. So why you're in freedom? So it's right. it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing of God saying. Um, you can release the worry, fear, and anxiety of these relationships if you follow it, the, the process, all the way through until it's no longer an issue at all because there's no worry, there's no fear, and there's no anxiety about it. Uh, you're, you're freed up from it. So it's really a beautiful uh, expression of truth about that. Excellent. I love, I'm going to add real quick. Um, your wife had the best when you when I first heard you teach on this passage had the best example of dusting your feet off when she said don't be pig pen. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? I do this? remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if 
for the listeners, those of you who remember Charlie Brown, Pigpen and Charlie Brown, who walked around with a cloud of dust with every step. Yeah. But he picked up the dust around him and he wore it as his identity. Yes, that's right. And and I think her words about, you know, don't be Pigpen are such an important thing as a lot of times when somebody is not willing to go to, to reconciliation to talk through that, um, we can have the tendency to, to wear their dust. Yes. And to, take that rejection and then to begin to to ingrain it into our identity and we see things through the lens of the dust surrounding us yet we're given the the scriptures here that say to to dust your feet off that is that is not to be who we are that is not to be how we identify ourselves don't be pig pen that's it beautiful you know that's that is their dust to work and i even think i remember sharing that illustration with my son caleb and in all his wisdom he's like that gives a whole new meaning to when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that he literally washed everything off that wasn't theirs, yes. that they had just picked up as they had come, yeah. and he made them new. He made them new, yes. Yeah, and, and what a beautiful thought, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, continue this discussion um, as we looked at this whole aspect of living in shalom, uh, particularly in relationships, as we uh, f- uh, finish this little section tomorrow. Uh, but if you have questions, send them to uh, questions at afjministry.com or put it on the YouTube comments. We're happy to uh, discuss that we have a question that we're going to address tomorrow. So uh, we just uh, pray that you've really understood this. And again, if you have specific issues that you're trying to work through so that you can get resolution about a, a relationship that seems to be difficult, uh, send them in, and we'll happy to deal with them and help you uh, address them, even even do it privately. So uh, we're happy to help you. So hope you have a great uh, start to the new year uh, here in the Absolutely. second week of January, and uh, and uh, we'll stay with it. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Rich, and thank you to everyone for joining us as we step into 2022 and all that God has ahead for yeah. every one of you. I'm looking forward to it all. Yeah, we are too. All right. So, See you soon. Have a great day. Yep, yeah, you too. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.